Sometimes I do interviews that are very technical and academic, and sometimes I just do interviews that are very personal. And sometimes I bring subjects that are more to do with uh, investment, entrepreneurship, and anything that you may think is quite generic, popular, and that would bring interest to people's ears. But there are times when I literally bring a classroom online, a classroom, a talk that causes you to sit down and take notes and listen. This is one of such interviews. I spoke with Sir Mike because I knew that there's a depth of knowledge that may just be left out there when someone like you and me can actually see, take notes and benefit. Would you dare to listen? Welcome to the Suits and Sanders podcast. You are with me, Moses Chavi, your host. Today, I'm hosting Sir Mike Chilewe. It's a privilege to have him on the podcast. It's something that I've been looking forward for the longest time, and I'm delighted that he's here. Sir Mike, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Sir Moses, for finding time to host me at your podcast. I appreciate your humility. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I really wanted yes. to have you here, and I'm delighted that finally we've made it and you're on the podcast. You know, I also want to appreciate because uh, I'm like a, a rejected cornerstone, you know. So <laughs> when you can remember me, uh, I'm so excited. This is global. Uh, at national level, I'm like a forgotten stone. So I'm excited <laughs> as well. Thanks very much. <laughs> much appreciated, much appreciated. Uh, yes. So... I know a bit of your background. I know that you started from humble beginnings and how you enjoyed your first job at ESCOM. I know mm -hmm. that uh, based on the former interviews, you were a meter reader, and then you had this incredible rise to stardom as one of the finest Malawi's entrepreneurs. And from such a humble beginning, you founded Mike's Welding Company, Mike Steel, and later grew it to Mike Trading Group. It is known that yes. you started with manufacturing steel windows, frames, doors, and you diversified later into vehicle trailers, canopies, track bodies, boats, you name it. Like you've been everywhere. Especially in steel. Especially in steel, yes. And can you share- Yes, and metal products, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Can you share a bit of your early years as obviously as an okay. employee first and how you ventured into entrepreneurship? Okay. Like you've put it, my name is Mike Mulato Chilewe. I am the chairman and founder of Mike's Trading Group. We started like a drop in an ocean. Um, mm. As I, I was I, after school, after finishing school at a high school, I never had the opportunity to go into the university. So I went straight into employment uh, where I was employed by ESCOM as a meter reader. You know, the meter readers are those people who go in the uh, households or manufacturing industries just mm. to collect data for ESCOM to bill the people at the end of the month. Mm. So I, I was lucky, I was privileged because I never stayed uh, for long without getting employed because it was straight from the school, from high school, direct to the employment by ESCOM. You know, ESCOM is abbreviation of Electricity Supply Commission of Malawi because some people may know ESCOM. True. But there's also ESCOM in South Africa, but they differ in the spelling. True. So that, that was in 1987 after school, uh, after dropping off school in 1986. I just oh. went as far as uh, high school. 
when I was employed, I was employed as a meter reader, like I have already said. And then um, after working for some good years, I would call it a promotion into a consumer's clerk for the Southern region. A consumer's mm. clerk is somebody who is uh, responsible for the connections of electricity to the households or the industries. So if somebody is making an application, they would come to you, you, you make them fill the form, they yeah. do the application, then you make them pay, and then uh, you arrange for the engineers to do the connection of the supply. So that's mm. what I did for maybe two years. And then we're now going into how Mike's trading was conceptualized. Yes. Um, then there was Brown and Clapperton. You heard about BNC. It yes. was one of the biggest providers of the services into the or manufacturing of steel and metal products like the steel windows and door frames and the burger bars. Yes. All right. So um, I, I want to speak about the background of my entrepreneurship, the entry into the entrepreneurship. So you'd give me a space to just define what an entrepreneur is. Please, please I go hear, ahead. Yes, I hear an entrepreneur is somebody who sees a gap or who discovers a problem and find a solution to the same problem and turn it into a business. Mm -hmm. So then there was a problem, all right? Brown and Clapperton, which was then the major, the giant in steel and metal products, was closing door, okay? Mm -hmm. It was like, it was closing its operations. Like, he, I, I, don't want, I don't know if it went bankrupt, but it was closing door. Mm -hmm. So then uh, Malawi Housing was just building uh, the the houses across Chinyonga, which is the upper side close to the Soch mountain. So because of those new developments, there was a lot of bug rally. You know, the windows were coming without the bug bars. Okay. So, yeah. So now, Brown and Clapperton, which was the major supply of the uh, bug bars, was folding. Now, mm. everybody who, who bought a house in the upper Chinyonga had an experience of bug rally. The thieves were very high, hard on them. Mm. So, but they were they were they had nowhere to to go and get the services or have somebody who can manufacture the the bugger bars for those problems. You wow. know, so it took Mike Chilewe, the one who is now talking to you, to start thinking. Here is a problem. There is bug rally into these new housing projects. Mm. How do we arrest this problem? Okay, how do we turn it into a business? So I decided now to, to go into uh, finding Bagabas as a, a solution to arrest the problem. Now, I took Bagabas as now a business. It was a mm. niche, the gap that could fill up the, uh, the gap which was left by Brown and Clapton. I, I would say people are coming to me because I, as a consumer's click, I'm, I'm connecting new electricity. That means somebody is just entering a new house. Yeah. And then he's ex or he or she is expected to be uh, attacked by the by the by the thugs or the bagras. So they like, mm -hmm. but we hear Brown and Clapton has closed doors. Who else can help us with the supply of this or fix the bagras at our housing so that we can afford this problem? So I looked at that opportunity as the problems and then turn it to Mike's trading center. Mm -hmm. All right. Then oh. the problem that I had now is, okay, I want to go into the business, but where is the capital? Because then I was getting 210 kwacha per month from uh, ESCOM, from my employers. So mm. you can imagine 210 kwacha, you want to pay for your rentals and everything. 
but I also want to think of buying a machine. It's non-starter. It's how much? Hero. How much would be two hundred and ten uh, kwacha in our days today? Oh, uh, hmm. you you are you are an economist. I know you are you are, you are a figure <laughs> person. <laughs> so you 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 do punch in your figures and come up with uh, how much it would be uh, the current. <laughs> our estimate it's uh, our estimate our estimate is around thirty thousand or forty forty thousand kwacha. Close to that, yes. So you, sure. you, you from the same Miagri uh, Sari, you you were looking at um, uh, coming up with your rentals, your household, your food, and everything. But now there is this issue of establishing a business that should erase the problem in, in, by supplying the bagabas. I don't have a machine, I don't have a workshop, and I don't have an employee. What did I do? Yeah, you know at Escom there was, and there is a generation department where there is a lot of uh, fabrication and welding. Okay. So what I, was do, what I was doing was my colleague had a workshop. So I would go and lend his workshop at night when he's knocking off, that's when I could bring, I could bring a, a welder from ESCOM, an employee wow. of ESCOM, to come and help me uh, on the, the orders that I had, buy wow. the materials at lunch hour, and then weld at night. So when you're sleeping, wow. I'm taking that opportunity to weld the bugger bus and then feed them in the morning. Wow. All right. Wow. Now it was it was it was hell block loose because you know it, it was like you could not sleep because you want to be there and mm. supervise uh, this person who is doing your project on part time. At the same time, you want to make sure that the customer is given the service as per expectation. So to balance up the jigsaw puzzle, it was difficult, but I made it. Uh, mm. What I did was, uh, as time progressed, somebody borrowed me a machine. This machine was almost buggered. He just mm. said, Mike, take this machine and then use it. Uh, you'll pay me later. That's how grace came into being. Mm, true. All right. I never paid for the machine. I was actually helped. Wow. But given like a loan to say, use my machine and then you're going to pay me later. Mm. So I started using a borrowed machine, a borrowed employee, and a borrowed workshop. <laughs> All right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was hectic, but um, we have these stories about starting from scratch, mm. you know? So or from, or, or it's a story which, is, which I would define as from rags to riches. True. Yes, with that kind of a, a scenario, we started doing the bagger bars, fit them on those houses, and then the news spread. It was a, like a referral business. Everybody mm. was like, hey, don't worry about the closure of this giant blonde Clapton, BNC. There is also Mike Schiller who has come up with his own model of arresting our problems. So everybody who was entering into the Chinyonga, upper Chinyonga housing area was coming to me to look for the services and then mm. I was provide them. Wow. Later on, we started now from, we started with the bagger bus and door protectors. You know, the bugger bus and the door. We were welding those uh, bugger bus to the windows and then the, the door protectors to the to the entrance, the doors themselves. Mm. Okay, so that those people could have now peace of mind. They should sleep without this bugger is happening again. That yeah. means an entrepreneur has found a problem and has arrested it and then turned the problem into an opportunity for business, making money. Wow. Okay, so yeah. A lot of people think uh, if you want to start a business, you need to have a huge pocket, like a capital. I am True. privileged that I started from a tiny, like a, a seed of a mustard. 
Mm. I had nothing like capital because I, I was getting nothing from ESCO. I'm sorry to say nothing. Yeah. Then it was nothing. Yes, I mean even if you, even if you look at the, if you calculate it at today's rate, forty thousand, but it was still more nothing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But we survived, and I thank God for ESCO. Yeah. So we progressed. Now we were like slowly getting established. We have started with the burger bus, and then people came. Now people are now building again. They are like starting build, buildings from scratch because those. Those upper Chinyong housing area, it was like Malau housing, uh, providing uh, rentals. They have already built them, they are providing for rentals. But now individuals or building contractors are now coming to say, Mike, apart from this bugger bus, can you also weld us windows? So we went into steel windows and metal door frames just okay. to complement the, 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 the structures that, that were being put up. Hmm. Okay, I, I, I'm saying I'm coming from a background where there is nobody or little to supply to the growing demand on the markets. So we were slowly graduating from the bugger bus into the actual welding of steel windows and door frames, and then supply to the community, be it the building contractors or an individual like you, uh, Mr. Chavi. So that yeah. worked well for me. Then I came to a point where I said, I started looking at the pendulum to say, where do I go? Do I stay at ESCOM or I should mm. leave? All right, because of the market was now the demand was growing. Yeah. So it was like I could not sustain it on part time. I needed now to establish a workshop with the retail that I made from the, the part time bagger bars. So mm. we found a workshop, we rented a workshop. And then with the machine that was borrowed to me, we started developing and buying our own machines or as, as we progressed. All yeah. right. So life was tough, but we were finding solutions at every point on the journey. Once we established our own workshop and employed our own people, now uh, we were starting to diversify the product range. From burger bars, we went into the windows, complete with burger bars and door frames. And then we went into so many products in the steel and metal products family, Great. which also included the metal gates. You know, okay. when, you, when you build a fence around the house, the yeah. entry point has got a metal gate. Yeah. So yeah. people are coming to us as well to start the supply of the gates. So we, mm. we, we developed from bugger bars, then windows complete with bugger bars and door frames uh, with door protectors, and then uh, diversifying into the, the gates, which was just like uh, a complete turnkey project. True. Okay. So we were supplying uh, the gates as well. But we looked at the provisions that were available that time, the market, what the market was supplying. We said, what we're going to do is our entry point must be quality and competitive pricing. So yeah. that brought a good follow-up from the clientele because they were very happy to see their houses with quality windows and the door frames, as well as a, now a steel gate. When we started with the steel gate, we developed it by adding some value all right. What yeah. we told the customers is we are we are not going to sell now windows and door frames and the gates. We are going to sell value for their projects or properties. Okay. All right. Now that means the, the price is also now graduating. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But it still remained competitive because now people are now looking at the quality that we're buying from Mike Surdy as compared to maybe the other veranda performers True. or entities. 
Yeah, mm. because once people saw that there is this business, everybody decided to become another Mike Strading. So mm. competition is now creeping in. So what we did was to upper our game, or always, always to upscale our production, in mm. which, which was timely delivery, competitive pricing, and quality of products. So wow. we started with the gates, then we developed that gate as an innovation. So we brought in uh, some gold flowers. You okay. know, they're like, uh, yes. how do I put it? The iron mongare. Yes. They come with different flowers, yes. So that particular aspect of the flowering was difficult for any other local supplier. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was difficult to meet me at that uh, range. So the same gate, which we're saying, uh, steel gate, we called it Mapiri Gates. Okay. It's okay. now an yeah. innovated gate. And you it's branded an it. an added value. Yes, innovated gate. So mm. people were, were, were coming to us because there were those gold flowers, which they could not find anywhere. And then we developed into an electrical gate where when you're using a remote, when you're coming in, you just yeah. press your remote and then the gate will slide. Clear. So those, yeah, those aspects drew um, attention of our would-be or prospective clients. So we would say it made us grow because we're trying to make sure that we're very innovative in our products. If there were big companies, they would say they had invested in their uh, R&D, but you know, we could not <laughs> afford the R&D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was true. a question of just thinking, what else can we do to our products to make them sell out of the stiff competition that we're facing? Yeah. So that made us excel. Wow. From survival, we started excelling, uh, like flying. At what point did you now migrate even higher to think of we can get into motor vehicles? Like what happened? Yes. Uh, okay. You know, I, 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 I would also draw you back to my, uh, how I started the business. I went into a, a, a technical business without any technicality background. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. Uh, to make an engineering company run, you need to be having a background of an engineering. Mm. But I was just a manager who could manage anything. So what I did was to employ technical uh, background people to come and assist me. Okay. Then I was just like a sales manager or a general salesman. Wow, that's or brilliant. A general yes. So what I'm trying to say is it is not about what is in my background, but it was about the, the dream, the passion. What do I want to do? What's mm. the gap, the niche that is there? How do I feel it? All right. So we were able to now bring in technical artisans who joined us and started helping with the technical okay. because uh, at first they were, you know, people were just building houses. Now they are, they are now graduating as well into building mansions. Yeah. All right. So that <laughs> needed a new understanding of the same market. So uh, at some point we were employed the mechanical engineers from Polytechnic, from Malawi University Polytechnic, because we could not understand some of the technicalities like the drawings that were brought forward. Because okay. we, we, we were, yeah, we were engaged to come to a point where we were supposed to erect like the, the BP or the Puma filling station canopies. Yes. Like the Sochi Puma, we built that one. Like the Venela Puma, we built that one. So for us to understand those drawings, we needed somebody with a technical background. Like I'm putting it, I've never gone into any uh, technical school or not even at the Polytechnic. 
and I don't even know how to weld or how to cut it still up to now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. That's, that's quite surprising been, and shocking. Yeah, it's been a crazy <laughs> journey. <laughs> it was like, maybe let me do this. But I found it working. You know, sometimes when grace of God is with you, everything yeah. becomes possible. Yeah, true, everything true. becomes possible. Very true. Yeah, so I... Like I said, uh, I uh, when I started balancing up to say, do I continue working for ESCOM and then do the business on part-time? It came to a point where the business had more weight than working at ESCOM. So I resigned from ESCOM in 19, I think 1992, 93, thereabouts, yeah, mm. to go into full-time business, yeah. A lot of people discouraged me because when somebody was employed, uh, it was like... Um, Money from heaven, it was difficult to get employment. Mm -hmm. So to hear you resigning and say you want to go in business, it was like you're mad now. But I took <laughs> I took a crazy decision to say the pendulum is falling on the business than the working. So I decided to resign from employment and went into an employment to become an employer to continue with the business now. So we we employed, we started with about three. Then the number grew to five, and then gradually, by the time we were closing shop, we, we employed about 64 people on the wow. on permanent okay. basis. Yeah. Now, from gates and the housing, we decided now to graduate again, diversify into the billboards uh, along the streets where you the advertising agencies put up their ads. Yes. We started doing the billboards along the roads, and then we developed into a a truck body manufacturer, like the Hino trucks. With that development, one, there was that gap that was created by the closure of uh, BMC. It meant the companies like Toyota Malawi and the other suppliers, the Nissans, had no one to also venture into creating their products. So, mm -hmm. you know, the truck would come with a hood only and the chassis. Yes. It required a local manufacturer to build the bodies and the vans and everything. So we filled in the gap with the time passing because we were now fully developed into a real and serious uh, welder and fabricator of choice for the nation, yeah. both commercial and at, and at an individual level. So we started becoming a sister company to Toyota Malawi and all the other motor vehicle suppliers to the nation, but particularly Toyota Malawi. Okay. Um, yeah, with that, we, we were so developed, we were so exposed. And then we took our employees on a, on a tour to South Africa to visit Toyota Tusho, where these trucks were coming from, to learn how the chassis and everything is done, uh, welded and everything. So it was like now we were trying to expand the, the mindset of our employees. True. It came to a point in 2001 where the natural knowledge that I had was now like eaten up. I needed to nurture it now. Yes. Because we were now going down. We could not balance the kind of business, the magnitude of the business compared to the knowledge that I had. I, I told mm. you that I only went up to the high school. Yes. And I, I was not technically minded. So I decided to go to uh, Vest Business School, whereby European Union, Mm. helped me to meet part of my, my course fees. As an entrepreneur, I always challenge, I, up to now, I always challenge, I don't take things wholesale. 
I make sure mm. there must be a retail somewhere. You know, European Union through Malawi Chamber of Commerce approached me to say, Mr. Mikesler, we want you to go to a local college or technical college or management college where you can learn something. I said, but if I go to the local uh, technical colleges or, or maybe the universities, uh, it, it will not cope with what I'm thinking. So the best <laughs> that I have to do is get exposed. <laughs> yeah. Now the challenge is, yes, Mike, you want to get exposed and you want to go to outside universities so that you can learn the, the global economies. My mm. intention was to learn the global economy. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. So I chose Vest Business School in South Africa. Okay. That was 2001. So the European Union said, Mike, what we do is you have to go to the university, pay for your fees. Upon return, you bring your receipts and then we'll, we'll give you 50% as a contribution. I said, okay. Mr. Mr. U, Mr. European Union, then you have come to a wrong partner. I'm not going to, to do it. Why? How do, I, how do I afford a fees for Vest Business School course? Because I was supposed to do ex an executive doing program. Okay. They said, but this is the policy. I said, go back and change your policy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will not afford it. <laughs> Just being said, clear. This is a, yeah, this is a European Union policy that will only pay you 50% of the fees upon your return. But I said, then you don't want to help, help poor boys like us. This is not for Malawi. True. We cannot afford even 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 if we, if I go to the local school here, I will not afford it to pay for my fees, and then you pay me fifty percent after completion. Mm. So go back; you're not ready to help me. So after after six months, they came back again and said, "We have discussed your plea with the European Union, and they have agreed that they can pay you half in advance." Okay. So they made me they made me at half. I paid fifty percent, and they paid fifty percent. Then I went. I flew to Vest Business in Jersey. We did a crash program uh, in executive wow. development program, which took us on a tour to the U.S. You know, okay. in 2001, there was a recession, all right? Mm. Yes. Mike trading was collapsing. Then the U.S. had experienced a recession. So we visited companies that were almost closing. Mm. And those companies that were excelling despite being in a recession. So we visited okay. companies like coca Yes. We visited like companies like a Coca-Cola, like Cisco, like CNN, okay. just to learn how Home Depot, what was happening was uh, after visiting their structures, we were taking to the boardrooms where we, we were given some lessons, okay. how they're excelling despite the recession. Okay. Wow. So with that practical experience, I came back to Malawi and looked at my trading and did redo it, re-engineered the wheel. So okay. we, we, instead of drowning, we started floating and then we started excelling again. Because now I was, I was a knowledge-based entrepreneur. True, very true. Yeah, I was now nurtured. And unlike the natural, which was now exhausted. Yeah, yeah. So with, with, the, with the nurtured, it was very easy for me to appreciate uh, the knowledge business and use it properly, efficiently, and make sure that business was now handled at that level. So... Whether there was, what do I call that? Um, not competition, because I was above competition, but because there was too much demand, you, you needed to think beyond the demand and make sure that everybody must be sorted out according to the timelines that you have agreed. Mm, so that true. you can still make sure that every customer who comes goes back very happy 
and they're excited timely. So we did that because of the knowledge that we gained from uh, a, uh, the executive joint program in, in, in Vest Business School in Jersey. Then in 2005, I went back to the US. Now I went to Harvard Business School. Okay. To be, yes, to do business marketing strategy. Uh -huh. So that, that helped me a lot to understand the market now. Here is now a knowledge-based entrepreneur with a, with a, with a background now in, in marketing. So it, it all got well with the competition that was on the local market because we're now able to leverage the competition and still be able to stand out and be hmm. counted until when we were called out, I was included into the most eight influential business personalities in Malawi. Wow. But prior to that, in 2006, 2007, I was, I was also given an accolade as the top business person uh, based on Dare to be Different by one of the, one of the top magazines that time, Diversity Magazine. Mm -hmm. So the journey has seen the, the worst part and the best part of business. After the exposure to the higher learning and knowledge, I came back to uh, improvise what I learned and implemented and then leverage the market and made sure that we kept floating and also being able to make uh, good money. So as we progressed, then excitement came in. We decided to venture into uh, the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... I'm now coming to a point where we are saying what makes business excel and what makes business flat or get killed or get wiped off. Yes. So because of the growth that we, we experienced, we had beaten the competition and we had no competitors at the level that we are. Uh, we became like a sister company to Church of Malawi. Mm -hmm. If they are having the, the, a, a government contract to supply police vehicles, we were not dealing direct to the government. So what Toyota Malawi is going to do is to offload the business to us. We do the conversion of their vehicles. We send them back to Toyota Malawi and then they send it back to the government as police vehicles or army vehicles, utility vehicles, or the ambulances, you know? So we, we, we were like a sister company and then we grew too much. So mm. we decided to graduate into other sectors of the economy. So we thought, um, the hotel industry was the way to go. We went to Mulanji Mountain, searching for a place. And then we found a place which was so strategic along mm. the Mulanji Mountain, along the busy road of Palombe Mulanji Road. Yes. Then we started building. The mistake that we did was as we were building the hotel, we also decided to build my mansion. All right. Okay, same time. Same time. Wow. So... Now, that on its own started now overstretching uh, Mike's trading. But mm -hmm. because there was very good support of business, we could not feel it. It had tremendous support. And then yeah. there was that change of government where, and then the donor freeze. You follow mm. it? Yes. That brought in a gap because the government could not pay Toyota Malawi. As a result, Toyota Malawi stopped selling units to the government that time or put a pause to selling units because they, they, they maybe they owed them too much. They were now asking for payment for in advance for their uh, products. So that really hit us hard. Hmm. As a result, we, we, we never stopped one project. 
we still continued building the mansion as well as the hotel. So that, that overstretched the whole economic base of my experience. Hmm. The whole cash flow was now affected. And we could not even stop because we're excited. We're still thinking that the business will still come when the tap had dried, all right? Mm. Yeah. So when that gap was created, it was difficult for us to fill that gap. And what happens? We did not complete the hotel and we did not complete the house. Then the oh, banks no. were on now on our neck. You know, Malawian banks, they don't care whether you're a good customer, but as long as you've just defaulted, they are not going to come and help you. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from an experienced point of view. Yeah. You know, people think because you're a failure, you're just a failure. But you see, there are two failures. Let me tell you something. Naturally, or in business, there are two failures. There's one failure who was born to be a failure. Whatever he or she does is a fail. Mm. The other failure is like you brought a 10-quarter from yourself, and then um, someone took your 20 kwacha. Then you, the, the, the one who took your 10 kwacha is saying, 20 kwacha is saying, Mike, tomorrow I'm going to give you the 20 kwacha. So you're going to tell this guy that all that you owe the 10 kwacha, say, tomorrow come at 10 o'clock. You're going exactly. to collect your 10 kwacha. If you fail, you're still a failure because somebody has failed you. Somebody who was supposed to pay you back hasn't paid you back. You're not going to pay this one. So mm. that created a problem. And because our banks don't even want to hear anything apart from seeing money flowing into their system, I, I would say there's no human part mm. in the banking uh, industry in Malawi. They and... came on, our, on my neck and started pouncing hard, strangling me. So before I could die, I decided to let go. So I lost my house, I lost the company, and I lost the hotel all at once. Mm. And then I was rendered um, no business. So mm. we closed shop. Right now, as I'm speaking now, I'm back to the village. I'm proud to call myself a job of the Bible because I hear job was so rich. And I was so rich. I was even recognized into the top, most top, most eight influential business personalities in Malawi. But from that bracket, I am back home, staying in my village. I'm mm. lucky that my father built a house. So mm. I'm staying at my father's house. I'm my son again. Relieving those right? moments when we are growing up in the village. You see, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we do? It's attending to the funerals every day. But what <laughs> I do is I decided to divide my time. I okay. went back into my studio because I heard that when Job was poor, he came back hard and became one of the top most a billion times before we lost everything. So yes. that's what I've done. I've recollected. I'm in my studio. I'm working hard to look at what else can I do in this industry. Yes. You know, you know, like we did with the bugger bars in the first inception. What we're yes. also doing, what I'm also doing is to look at what are the existing businesses which are well managed yeah. and which are not. So with the hotel background that I had. I've read, I've read very much about hotels. And mm. with my marketing background that I have, I, I still think I should come up with a proper five-star hotel back into the Malawi Ford. That, that's crucial. So that's I'm critical. very busy. Yes, I'm very busy looking at the, that kind of a project because it's looking at 
not just millions. It's now looking at billions. So mm. to create billions from scratch, when you cannot even afford a tub of soap, it's mm. very difficult, my brother. Mm. I lost all my vehicles. I lost all my property to the banks. I mm. don't have even a car, but I'm still thinking that I can create a billion business uh. because I'm used to the big things. You know, the, the problem that we have in Malawi is uh, we look at the bigger side of the cake and believe it's for the foreigners. As a result, no good structure is coming out of Malawi. The, no, no foreigner can develop a country. You ha it has to be the indigenous people. I wish if the government realized this. That's powerful. We have cried from, from time immemorial that the, 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 the playing field is not well leveled. We are praying that this government, maybe, they would think twice and bring in a well-leveled uh, ground where we can also be considered as, the, as indigenous Malawians. I'm sorry mm. to say that, but that's the kind of uh, situation that is there. Mm. Uh, we have seen the preference has still gone to our foreigners. We don't hate them, uh, mm. but why should we give them space when they can't give us space in their, home, in their homesteads? So it mm. is thinking strategically. That's why I'm saying I'm looking at the hotel industry and I think of coming up with a, 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 a boutique, a hotel, which can be so exceptional in yeah. standards, like quality. I, I really want to meet the five-star bracket of a, a, a serious hotel. So I live yeah. close to billions. But, but now the issue will be, where do we get the billions? But you know what? It's not about where do we get the billions, but it has to be the passion. What do I want to develop? That's what matters. The capital follows. You yeah. know, I, I, I am following our fellow richest black African, Mr. Dangote, or Sir Dangote. Yes. Yes. What Dangote does is he doesn't, I don't believe he, he, he would go to a banking institution and, and borrow. But you see the biggest investments that they have done on the, on the DSTV, uh, like CNN and BBC. Mm. I hear once he showcases the investments that he's done, then there would be financial lenders would come now to him and say, we can give you the billions <laughs> that you want. Exactly. That's how it works. All right. So it has to be the concept first, the idea first, which yeah. must attract the funds to yes. implement the same. That's what, that's what I'm doing. So I'm pitching up my ideas to the global market because I can't go to a Malawian bank. They will not they, they would maybe look at me, but they would be like they are counting my intestines. Mm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, this is the I truth about the situation on the ground. I get it, sir. So what I've done is to go global and look at which institutions can give a good support financially to an entity that is thinking big. Mm. So what we've done is to change the name Mike's Trading Group into Wakale Group. Okay. Yeah, so that we can now be able to look at the global uh, financial institutions who should be able to look at our projects and then turn it on and propel us into actualization of the project. So that's what we're doing right now. Wow. Then we have also seen that there are also some shortfalls in other industries where we want to make sure that we should venture into those. My brother, it needs billions, not oh. millions. If it's millions, then it's millions in dollars or euros. Okay. The projects are very massive. So what we're doing is to start looking at the global uh, financial market and see how best we can tap into that 
uh, industry and find an opportunity to borrow and then we erect the hotels. It's either we'll acquire existing hotels or build our own, but we'll also okay. try to build a five-star resort in the bush, you know, create something that is uh, fun in the sun where people would come and enjoy their time with yes. their families and everybody else. That's the kind wow. of uh, project that, projects that we're working on. Now, to bring in the much-needed dollar, we want to be the first company in Malawi that advertises on CNN and BBC. We already collected their advertising rates. So we think okay. we're going to achieve it. Because if we're looking, we, we are borrowing in dollars. Now we cannot just depend on the question. We need to yeah. attract the, the global tourists. With wow. the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, people are scared to go into the, uh, the hotel industry. But my mm. brother, are you sure people are not going to find a solution for the COVID? It will come around and the markets are already opening up again. Yes, the markets are really open. The global market is uh, opening up. I, I read about an airline which has bought 80 planes mm. to save the North American uh, market. When we were hearing that the, the airline industries were it's going down, cutting off, were folding. True. But things are now opening because they are, they are fighting the corona and I know solutions will be found. So this is the right uh, opportune time to build or acquire an existing hotel or build a better hotel. So that's the market that we're looking at right now. Oh, and that but, tells me more about mindset, right? Just to make sure that I don't lose that point. Uh, like yes. you, you can be in any place, but mindset and resilience is yes. very important. Yes, mm. that's what we're doing. My, my brother, I am the first to drive a, a, a Cadillac Escalade in Malawi, brand new from the US. Mm. But from that kind of driving and come to walking, walking, literally walking, it's not a job. But yeah. the mindset is telling me that, Mike, it's not about walking. It's about who you are, what you're made of. Mm. So that is propelling me into sticking it back into the brackets. I want to see the reason why I was included in the top eight influential business personalities in Malawi. So I am just doing some foundations into that kind of bracket and see how best I can leverage that market and make sure that projects must run. That's what we're doing currently. If you're asking me, wow. Mike, where are you? I'm, I'm in the village, back home, yes. re-engineering the wheel, think big, and change my mindset, and I believe that I'm still in the bracket of the top eight. And, and then maybe beat a few guys in the top eight bracket. Exactly. And probably you needed this time as well to go back to the beginning, detox and refocus, and see that yes. you do what's really important in your next ventures. Yes. And, and, and you see, because of the journey, uh, which was so crowded, I, I have drawn some lessons uh, mm. which are going to help me uh, leverage the new uh, mic slayer. Yes. I'll not get excited when business is doing good. I'll still plan and I'll use the right people and right models to make sure and best practices to make sure that when we start, whatever happens should not bring us down again. And it's possible. It's very possible. And if I look at what you've shared, that's why I just left you to just teach like a professor teaching uh, students in a university. So what you've poured is knowledge that you can't just get anywhere. It's practical knowledge, practical experience coming from a business guru. And we have a blossoming entrepreneurship environment in Malawi. 
if you look at uh, the young guys who are coming up now, all of us were excited to do some investments or start a business. Of course, you've already spoken a lot that if we are keen to listen, we have listened and we need to apply. Uh, is there any advice that you want to pour into these upcoming entrepreneurs? Sir, Sir Moses, maybe um, what, what I would beg uh, to say is if the government or the university institutions could start looking at entrepreneurs and use them as a lesson base for their investors. Like in my case, I'm sure I could have qualified to be a professor. I've seen professors who have gone sweeping in the streets and called professors. But mm. what, I've, what I've achieved is something very practical that could be recognized and say, Mike, you're no longer Mr. Mike, you're now a professor, Mike Mulatto <laughs> <laughs> True, true. But you see, true. the problem is, we look at who is Mike Chile, where is he coming from? We are so clan-based. As a result, mm. we, we are forgetting that Mike Chile is somebody who can convene. Look, with the vastness of the knowledge that I have, I'm not even included in any board. Yeah, oh, uh, but yeah, just I, to I, talk I about it. I questioning to say, I am, am, I not, I am, am I so useless? that a, a chief would be chosen into the, would be appointed into the board <laughs> and I could not contribute. I question, I question. Oh, so I'm man. like a stone that is left by the mm. builders but was used on the corner. So to, get to, to be used on the corner, I'm creating now my own uh, empires where the board is going to be appointed by myself and I become a chairman. Exactly. You see? Different we, mindset. We should not cry, but we should create, you know, some people say, what is the government doing for me? It, should, it has to be us. What are we doing to the government to help it? Mm. You know? So sometimes maybe, sometimes people must learn to, to say enough is enough. Maybe this appointment should not go on political basis, but we should look at who is capable to contribute. You know, if we only did that, this nation can be built. You know, Uganda has built an electric bus. Yes. It's excelling. So far, there are about 65 buses, electric mm. buses. I don't know if they're in Jobbik, but I don't, I'm not sure, but they're in Uganda. It means the government is looking at how do we leverage the knowledge that we have and progress. They are now creating a sport car, which is electric, fully electrified cars. Mm. What are we doing as a nation, Malawi? We, only, we had Zonse as a vehicle that would peel belts. But where mm. is it, you know? Those are the kind of ventures that we should look at as a gap and go in and create. Air Malawi folded. There's now this Ethiopian airline. Because mm. there's monopoly, are we getting the service that we expected? The answer might be yes or no. What are we doing as Malawian nationals mm. to fill up those gaps and bring in a competition? We cannot have one airline in, in a nation like Malawi. It's a growing economy. Yeah, we were supposed true. to have a regional airlines what are we doing? Why are we not creating? The problem is we are looking at where do we get the capital? So mm. the capital follows after brilliant ideas. That's deep. If, we, if Mike Chilewe was coming from the West Africa, like Nigeria, Ghana, the banks would come back and say, Mike, where did you go wrong? Then I, I, was, I was going to tell them my story, my background, and I am the best graduate to be used, to be borrowed again even better than what I borrowed. But do you know what? In Malawi, it's like Mike is now uh, referred to the credit bureau. Don't even touch him. Don't even give him even a single tabala. Mm. 
let him die, mm. let him rot. We are losing. That's why there are so many defaults at the banks because they are using the new crops to run the economy. They were supposed to come back to the experience, back to the experience, and then say, Mike, where did you go wrong? How can we help you as a bank so that you can uh, you can use the springboard to come back into the market? You, you understand what I'm saying? I do, I do. So sometimes, sometimes I do think banking is another area that I could look at and say, what kind of a bank can we bring to compete with the existing banks and make them run for their money while helping the local Malawians or fellow Malawians who are neglected in the villages, like Mike Schlen. Wow. You see the thinking? Yeah. Uh, there are okay. so many gaps. You should not look at how many banks are in Malawi, but are the banks pro-Malawians? The answer will be no. If you, go to, if you go there with your projects, I don't know if you're going to succeed. They will find a fault and make sure that you fail. You'll find next day the, the same project is with a, a, a foreigner. But this is my project. What has happened? They'll find fault. So what mm. we're doing is, as a nation, as a Malawi nation, we should look at the failures and bring them back because with that failure, they are going to do better. In the, because I will not want to fail myself again. I will not True. want to walk again. So I would be very cautious in every step that I take to redo my business hmm. and make sure that it excels and help the nation. You know, when we, lo- when we closed 64, direct employment was lost. But out of the 64, you'll be looking at maybe close to 500 because of the ripple effects. The families that are affected. The families that are attached. Mm. to these people who have been laid off. But yeah. not even not even one government employee has ever called me to say, Mike, where are you? Mm. What can we do to help you? It makes me feel sick. That's a big loss for the nation, actually. It's a big loss to the nation. Yeah. But, but because they haven't made me busy, I have had ample time to look forward and start uh, looking at where I went wrong and where I can build a better business. So watch me. I'm going to come back, bounce back in a bigger mm. way. We are, we are yes. taking notes. We are taking notes. Sir. Yes, yes, yes. You asked me about the youth. Yes, I do mentor so many youth. We have one, one club where the university students have formed, uh, created a WhatsApp grouping where they invite uh, most of the business gurus in Malawi to speak okay. and share and uh, inspire the students. So, yeah, I've done that. And uh, I'm proud that we have seen so many graduates, not graduates as those who have the degrees, but those graduates who have created their small businesses, which are now growing. That's good. I'm very happy to, 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 to share that. That's really I'm good. Doing, I'm doing mentoring as well, yeah, through the University of Malawi. Oh, that, that's really good. That, that's very interesting. I'm cautious of your time. But I want you to comment a little bit on, for example, now the government is giving out uh, the NIF loans to entrepreneurs, like to young entrepreneurs and women. I just want you to comment on the structure. Is there any way that the government can do better to use that money for businesses that have a growth agenda? You know, in Malawi, uh, people don't want you to tell them the truth. So I would maybe reserve my comments, but you know what I, what, what I would have said. There's so much corruption taking root. As a result, uh, there would be beneficiaries of the same do not get it. 
Now it will be somebody at the corner who gets it. So we don't know whether that person who has gotten the, the Niflon is going to be using it for businesses or something else, or maybe building houses and then end up defaulting. So mm. maybe the government has to look at the, the concept is very good. I appreciate it. And mm. I, I give kudos to the government, but maybe they need to bring in uh, proper structures that should be able to identify the youth or identify the women who should be able to say, this is the kind of business that we're doing. Maybe they go and do this, some kind of research or inspect or investigate and then give them the loans. Otherwise, the repeat of the five years is going to repeat in this five year again. And then the taxpayer's money is going to be lost in the process. Like in my case, I don't even know where NIF offices are because I don't <laughs> think that I'll be able to be uh, given enough support because my projects are like I'm putting it, are looking at billions. So they are also offering the same billions. So they won't afford me, but I'm just saying my advice is the concept is a good concept, but maybe the structures that are put in place are not supporting the end result that the government wanted. So the leadership is doing good, but maybe the people on the ground are not doing the same, that they're not uh, responding to what they, the expectations of the government. So maybe they need to do a due diligence on the systems and polish them up. The problem is when they're polishing up, somebody's crying to say, no, I'm being victimized because of this political affiliation or whatever. But at least if there was a proper research, I am sure NIF was the best way to revive the economy of Malawi. When we talk about the creation of the 1 million jobs, I support that. And it's very possible. I laughed when one politician went to a podium to say, 1 million jobs cannot be created. I said, but this one is mad. <laughs> you know, it's, he's mad. <laughs> 1 million jobs are very, very, very easy to create. Yes, sure. <clears throat> If I start my business, if I'm building, how many people am I going to engage? I will engage maybe 200 plus to build mm -hmm. the hotels, to build the, the, the structures, the roofing structures, the suppliers of the, you know, to build, to, to create the 1 million jobs. There's nothing political about it. Mm. You understand what I'm saying, Mr. Chelsea? But the problem is we want to look at everything from a political connotation. As a result, we have failed ourselves. And we think 1 million is a big challenge. Look at America. How many jobs do they create? How many hands are the Americans have that we don't have? Yeah. What brains do the Americans use that we don't have? But the problem is we have limited our catchment area and start thinking that's Malawi. Why don't we go to Rwanda and learn something? By the way, the Rwandans used our vision 2020. The Rwandans borrowed our plans like this. Today, the Rwandans are way ahead of the times. They are like, they are referred to as Singapore in Africa. Amazing. Why don't we go and learn again from them? They have a vast number of airplanes or, or Rwanda Air, and we don't have Air Malawi, not even one single plane. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh uh, as to why I was born here. But I appreciate it's God's reason that I was supposed to be born here and learn something and create something that should help my brothers and sisters here. You know, so when I'm here, where people are saying the failure, Mike Schlewe, I'm saying, no, 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 no. Mike Chile is not a failure. It's just a renewing and mm. re-engineering the wheel. So let them watch the space and see how best we are going to do it, to redo it. Even Beautiful. better. Yes, yes. Beautiful. I'm very ready. Be before you run away, I want to ask you a last question. So if there's um, one young, young aspiring entrepreneur somewhere saying that what you've said is true, 
uh, local banks don't support uh, young entrepreneurs who don't have collateral, but we have brilliant ideas. We want to work towards something. We want to make this thing happen. And we have the passion to create enterprises that can grow in future to become Malawi's big companies. Where do we start from? Like the advice I've given about it, Nif. I think we need to go and revisit it. We, 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 we need to start looking at the projects and not collateral or the experience that one has. I would, I would maybe bring one challenge that you do, maybe you'd want to argue, but let me say about the experience. You know, yes. like if you want to get employed in, a, in an institution, they want to look at uh, an experienced accountant. Mr. Chavi, from year one at the poly or at the Chancellor College, when you were doing economics, you did economics from year one up to year five. That meant you had an experience of five years. Okay. You don't need another experience to become an employee, all right? Okay. Let me give you an example of a president, like our president. Was he a president in Mozambique or Zambia? gathered the experience and came to apply in Malawi? No. He's just somebody who comes from somewhere and then he becomes the president for a nation. Now, this is a complicated office. What more with a business or an accountant who is learning accounts from year one up to year four? Why should we look for an experience? You understand, Mr. Chaffee? Very clear. So the banks that we have in Malawi are only looking at a project that has got a collateral. They should look at the business plan is it making sense? Is it something that can bring uh, the much needed, whether it's forex, whether it's exporting, is it really going to export? What's the business plan saying? Are you ready to handle your own business plan? And then we support them. You'll find that this nation can flourish economically because in Japan, China, and all the other great nations, the, the, the America, they are using the small enterprises. 95% of their businesses are emanating from small enterprises. Why don't we use that gap here as well? But you find that every bank is closing its doors to new entrants. As a result, we don't have anywhere to get our capital. It is the reason why I said enough is enough. I'm not going to the local banks. They will not give me what I'm looking for, but I'm going global and search for money. I mm. know one day God says, if you know doors are going to be opening. So I'm knocking and I know one door is opening somewhere. We need to redo Malawi. To redo Malawi, it has to be fellow indigenous black Malawians. They can yes. develop this nation. If you go to Zimbabwe and look at the structures in Harare, most of them, or 95% are owned by black Zimbabweans. Why can't we replicate that here? If you go to Blante, you find that there is no single Malawian who is owning a business structure that you can say this is a, a very good business structure. Most of them are owned by foreigners. Is that the Malawi that we want? The answer is no. So we mm. need to reinvent the wheel and start establishing, creating our own entrepreneurs through looking at the youth as a bracket, as entry to the business. Because wow. they have gone to school. Yes, they are knowledge-based business entrepreneurs or prospective business entrepreneurs. Sure. Very true, very true. Uh, before the, the start of the interview, there was uh, an, an interesting uh, comment that you made about uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Can you just come back on that one for our audience? Mr. Moses, or Sir Moses, Chavi, you know, a lot, I've seen, uh, I've heard a lot of people proudly saying, 
you know, I, I'm seeing light at the end of the tunnel. I wanted to argue. When you look at the light at the end of the tunnel, you should understand that there could be a train, an, an underground train. So maybe the <laughs> lights are on. You'd think that now I'm getting to where uh, my journey is destined. You'll be killed by that train. So stop looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, but create the opportunities and grab the opportunities. Look at the problems in whatever you're doing and turn them into an opportunity for business. So mm. you're looking at the problems at that particular moment and turn it into, into a business uh, opportunity. So the light out the end of the tunnel, I warn you, can be an underground train coming. So stop <laughs> trusting the light at the end of the tunnel. And I would also add to say, create your own light instead of waiting for that yes. light that's coming. Can you allow me to clap hands for you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Awesome. You know, Thank you so much. Late comes Banda said, learning is an unlearning process, an true. ending process. So, yeah. Exactly. What exactly. you have said is true, yeah. We no. can create our own lights. Exactly. Dim the, exactly. the darkness, yes. Exactly. Mm. Especially for this generation. Sure. Also, it's mm. been a very interesting talk uh, with you, a wonderful lecture, deep thoughts and deep learning. Uh, thank you so much again and again and again for accepting to be hosted on the Suits and Sandals podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Chavi. Looking forward to a time where I'll call you again for a proper interview about what I have made as a live investment. Because we have talked about a prospective investment. But what we want to do is maybe to invite you and then visit the investments once they are they have legs and exactly. they are able to walk. Exactly. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, sir. You are the only institution, or how do I put it? I've only had this interview from June 2019, when I moved out of town, when I was chased out of my house, to Mulanje into the village. I think you have only remembered me right from Qatar. I appreciate wow. And I'm wow. wishing all the best. Delighted. I'm wishing all the best. Pleasure. Thank yes, you so I'm much for the best. wisdom. Thank you for listening to the episode and thank you for being a great audience on Suits and Sandals. To ensure we reach a wider audience, please like the podcast and share with your network. Until next time, it's goodbye.